You're listening to Podcasting Made Simple, where we deliver weekly masterclass episodes that help podcast hosts and podcast guests elevate their podcasting game. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Today's episode features audio from a session of the latest PodPros quarterly event. To learn more about the speaker in this episode, along with other helpful resources, including the video version of this episode and links to attend next quarter's event, please visit podpros.com slash 207. And now please enjoy today's episode. Pod pros. Selling yourself on a podcast and using podcast guesting to grow your business comes down to only three things. Knowing your audience, knowing your message, and having a valuable call to action. Notice that none of these things is having a sales pitch. As the executive producer of a podcast, I have seen the best and the worst of podcast guests. And what I found is that the best ones have these three things in common, and the worst ones are leading with a sales pitch. Podcasts are one of the top marketing tools right now, and people in all different industries all across the world are using podcasts to grow their business. So how do you do that without a sales pitch? I am so glad you asked. So let's go through a few best practices and how you can master each one to grow your business through podcast guesting. So number one, knowing your audience. Now, this means knowing your audience and knowing the audience of the podcast you want to get on. You need to do your homework. If you just show up to be a guest on a podcast and you have no idea what the show's about, who they talk to, who's listening, you're not going to be a very good guest. You need to do your homework. So first, who is your target audience? Who's the customer base for your business? If you don't know this yet, this is time to do a little bit of research. You can do customer polls. You can look into Google Analytics. Find out the psychographics, demographics of the people who are listening to your message and are really resonating with it. And now once you know your audience, find the podcasts that speak to that audience. They've done the work for you. They've gathered your target audience in one place, having them listen to the same message. And all you need to do is get yourself in front of them. The goal is never to be on as many podcasts as possible. It's to get on the ones that are speaking right to the people that you want to speak to. It's better to have 50 people listening to your message and really taking it in and finding value in it than talking to a thousand people who are barely paying attention and really couldn't care less about what you have to say. Now, once you figure out your audience and you figured out a list of podcasts that speak directly to those people, you need to know your message. And now I do not mean your company's elevator pitch. I don't mean anything about your company. I mean the piece of valuable information that only you can teach to the world. You want to be leading with value. I am going to say that another 40 times. Lead with value. People listen to podcasts because they want to learn something. They want to hear a story. They want to be entertained. They want to be inspired. They aren't listening because they want to be sold something. Do you flip the channel when commercials come on or do you sit there and hope that the commercial lasts another 30 minutes so they can get all of your money? Knowing your message and having it based on value isn't just important when you're recording the episode. It's going to be how you frame your pitch to get booked on the show to begin with. Now, as a producer, I receive pitches from prospective guests almost every day. 
And I very rarely respond to them. And that's not because I'm a snob and these people aren't good enough for my show. I would love to bring as many awesome guests as I can on my show, but I don't want the people who see my show as free ad space to be that guest. That's not giving me or my listeners anything. That's not valuable. I want the guests who have a really great story, offer a lot of value, and have potential to create an amazing episode that people want to listen to. So while you're crafting your message, you're going to want to master writing the pitch. Now, my show is hosted by Eric Bratman. And when I write a pitch for him to go on another podcast, the message isn't about Eric. It's about the value that Eric can bring to the listeners of that show. And knowing what their listeners will find valuable comes down to knowing their audience. So here's an example. I'm going to pitch Eric to a show that talks to business owners. So at our company, we offer a program that helps business owners support the financial wellness of their employees. In turn, that financial wellness is going to increase morale, boost productivity, and end up increasing profitability for the company. That's a great product. That's not what I'm talking about. If I were to pitch that as the message, there's no value for the listener until they buy the product. So instead, we came up with a list of 10 employee benefits that business owners might not be thinking about. And these benefits will help them boost productivity, increase profitability, and boost morale among their employees. I took those 10 ideas and I wrote an ebook that explains each one of those 10 benefits, how we did it, how you can do it, and what effect it had on our company. So now I go to pitch Eric on this show to talk to business owners, and I'm offering them 10 evidence-based valuable ideas that their listeners can implement right away at their own company. Do they need to buy anything to do this? No, they just need to listen to Eric talk about it. Now I pitched Eric, it gets accepted, he's booked on the show. We're ready to start recording. But at the end of podcasts, they usually ask for a call to action. So having that strong call to action is the third step. So you may be thinking, okay, the call to action, I want these people to become customers. I want to grow my business. So of course, the call to action is hire me or buy my product. No, that's way too easy. The call to action is offering more value. So Eric goes on the podcast. He walks through a few of those 10 benefits. He doesn't vaguely describe them to hopefully catch interest and have them want to reach out for more. He offers details, step-by-step instructions. He outlines why he did it, how it helped his business, and he establishes trust with the audience as they listen to him prove his expertise without trying to get anything out of them. A big faux pas in podcast guesting is being vague. If you're just offering hints at whatever you're talking about, you're going to lose the audience. They aren't learning anything. You're just giving them the runaround in hopes that they will call you and pay for whatever the answer to your question is. They aren't learning anything. They're just getting frustrated as you're giving them the runaround without any clear takeaway. Now, this could take a mindset shift because as a business owner, giving things away for free is probably not your priority. You want people to buy from you. You want people to buy your product, use your service. Whatever it is that you're offering, you want money for it, which is fair. You built a business. You're offering something valuable. You deserve to be paid for your work. I get it. So why would you ever try to teach someone how to do what you're offering by themselves? Why would you basically take yourself out of the equation? Think about every service that companies offer. How many of them are offering services that you couldn't do yourself if you tried? We've been told since we were five that you could do anything you put your mind to. If people wanted to do everything themselves, even the simple things, how many industries would go under? 
Would we still have lawn care services? Would we still have house cleaning services? Would we have Uber? I know how to drive. People value their time and time is money. So it may be worth more to me to pay someone to do something rather than do it myself if my time could be better spent doing something else, something that might be boosting profit for my company. By focusing on value and selling yourself as an expert, you show them that you can already do this so well that instead of spending the time learning how to do it themselves, they may as well just have you do it because they will get a better result because you are the best at this thing. This is your thing. So now we come to the end. We come to the call to action. We offer another piece of value. The listeners were so intrigued by what Eric had to say but they're driving to work and they're not exactly taking notes. They remembered he said something in the beginning that really got them excited. But what was it? How do they do it? So for his call to action, he says, I actually outlined all of these 10 benefits and I put it into an ebook. And that ebook will explain how I did it, how you can do it, and what effect it had on my company. Now, if you want that ebook, you can go to getfinancialwellness.com and you can download it completely for free. So he went through an entire 30-minute podcast and did nothing but offer valuable information that listeners can take with them and start implementing right away to improve their own business. He sold nothing but himself and then offered a lead magnet. Now I can do an entire talk about lead magnets. I get excited about them. I love them, but I'm working against the clock right now. So I'm just going to give you some basics. When making a lead magnet, you want something that is high value that can be used immediately and will bring about a desired result. A rule of thumb in advertising is the rule of three. It takes three times of a customer hearing your message for them to decide to make a purchasing decision. So now they've heard your message. You want to add something visual. So that lead magnet is going to be a visual representation of your message. This can be an infographic. It could be a fillable spreadsheet. It could be an ebook. Whatever it is, it takes what they heard you talk about and makes it something tangible that they can look at. And now you've hit them twice. So lead magnets are really easy to make and can have a really big impact. So here's how I make them. For eBooks, I write it out in a Microsoft Word document. I save it as a PDF and I slap on a cover that I made in Canva. So simple. Now, how does another free thing lead to business growth? So the eBook is downloaded for free on the website that we sent them to by filling out a form and giving us their email address. I use JotForm to set up these forms and I'm not being paid by any of these services. In fact, I'm paying to use them because they work really well. So I create the form to capture the emails and their names. And then the ebook that I promised them is sent right to their inbox. The form is embedded right on the landing page that Eric sent them to on the podcast. And that landing page is just a page on our website. I bought a URL that fit the message and I had it redirect. So instead of sending them to brotmanmedia.com slash something dash something else, that's a lot to remember. They just have a one simple URL. You don't give a phone number. You don't give an email address. You don't pile on more things to remember. You give them one place to go where they can get everything. So now they have the ebook. And as promised, it outlines all 10 of those benefits. But the 10th benefit is that service that we offer. And it gives them more information on that service, how they can do it themselves, but how we can do it for them and how we already have this whole program set up that could be tailored right to their business. So it's perfect fit for them. There's a call to action right there to reach out to us, to learn more, ask questions and get started. So now listeners got the message the first time when they heard Eric go on the podcast and do nothing but offer valuable information and present himself as an expert. He sold himself and not a product. So they bought into him. And they listened to his call to action and he downloaded the book. 
So now we've reached them twice. And in doing so, they saw two sales messages from someone they've already trusted about a service that they probably believe can work because they trust the source that it's coming from. But it doesn't stop there. They're on our email list. So now we can hit them for the third time. We've set up a series of emails that are going to automatically start sending as soon as they join our email list. So these offer more value, like more free content that we've created. It offers an invitation to send us feedback on what you thought about those 10 benefits. And of course, it's a call to action to reach out to us to learn more about the program and start working on bringing financial literacy to your company. We have an email list filled with potential customers that trust our message, trust our people, and we've reached three times that they're probably ready to make a decision. And that is how we grow our business through being a podcast guest. We know our audience, we tailor a message that they're going to care about, and we find another way to talk to them off the air. I hope this helps and I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcasting Made Simple. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please share a screenshot or picture of yourself listening to it on social media. Be sure to tag us so we can follow you and also reshare it. Additionally, if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this as well, please send it their way. For show notes and resources from this episode, please visit podpros.com slash 207. Thank you again for listening and I'm looking forward to bringing you another masterclass episode next week.